Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Thambi Pillay. Hi, it's Nero here from Investment Rise, and today I want to talk about how banks are changing their tune when it comes to the Australian property market. Now, you might recall back when the coronavirus pandemic first really started affecting Australia and we had all these lockdowns across the country, banks were sort of coming out and making all sorts of scary predictions about the property market. I think Westpac and NAB came out and said they expect property prices to drop by 20%, but then CBA decided to take it up a notch and they came out you know, with this scary headline and saying that property prices were going to drop by, by 30%. Now, at the time, I put out a video really questioning that and debating that because I thought that prediction was horribly, horribly wrong. Well, soon afterwards, CBA then came out and said, no, no, we don't expect it to be a 30% drop. We now only expect a 10% drop in, in property uh, prices across the country. But they've since revised that even further. So they've gone from 30% drop in property prices, which scared a lot of people, then to 10% price drop, to now they're saying that they only expect a 6% price drop across the country. Now, that means that if you take a standard property for say a million dollars, like it might be in, in, in Sydney, and if it drops by 6%, that means it goes from, from a million dollars down to $940,000, right? So a 6% pr price drop, does that sound like a market that's crashing right now? But here's the good news, is that CBA have actually then gone through and broken up that average uh, prediction across the country, they've broken up by city, by, by city. So let's go through some of that data right now. Now, obviously it's Melbourne that they are expecting to have the biggest price falls, and they've said that they expect a price drop to be 10.2%. Fair enough, although I personally think that might be a little overstated, I do agree with the fact that I think the Melbourne market will suffer the biggest price falls across the country only because unfortunately the, uh, the coronavirus situation seems to have impacted them worse than, than anybody, anybody else. But then we come to, to Sydney. They expect prices to drop on average 4.9%. Brisbane, 2.5%. And then across uh, other cities is even less than that. And they think that Canberra will be the, the only market where prices will will rise. Now, I do agree, mind you, that I think the Canberra market, especially the house market there, has got good potential for, for capital, capital growth. But let's come back to look at some of these, these figures here that, they, that they're talking about. A 4.9% drop in property prices. So say 5% in, in Sydney. Now, do you think that's a huge drop? Right? I mean, you could literally, if you're looking to maybe sell your home to, today, you could go and get three real estate agents to come in and appraise the, the property and give you what they think they could sell the property for. And there could easily be more than a 5% difference between the, the highest appraisal value and, and the lowest appraisal value. Okay, So a 5% drop isn't a, a, a great deal. But mind you, here's a big takeaway. They expect these drops to only be from September 2020 to June 2021. And then after June 2021, so in the second half of next year, 
they expect prices to start rising and in both Brisbane and Sydney, they expect that prices at the end of 2021 to be higher than they are right now. So what does that mean for you as an investor? Well, if you're able, so if you feel secure in your job and you've got the borrowing capacity and the surplus cash flow each month, and if you're willing to do your research, I'll talk more about that a bit later on in, in this video, now might be the opportunity for you to go ahead and get a great deal. Because if CBA is, is, is right, in a year's time from today, prices will be rising and prices will be higher at the end of next year than they are right now. And remember, property investing is a long-term game. You know, if you're someone who's trying to speculate in property and pick the absolute bottom of the market and then try to pick the, the top of the, 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 the market, I think you're gonna really struggle as an investor because none of us have a functional working crystal ball. Right? On the other hand, if you're trying to speculate in property by you know, buying, renovating, and, and selling, it's a higher risk strategy. And yeah, you might wanna wait until you, you see some more evidence of, of the market you know, rising in, in value. But if you're someone who's looking for you know, good, steady growth over the next five to, to 10 years, and you're planning for the longer term, there are some, it's clearly showing, mind you, that the data is showing that there are some great opportunities right now. You see, a price drop of 4.9% on average, mind you, uh, isn't that big when you consider that the biggest price fall that we had in history in Sydney was between 2017 to early to mid-2019, when prices on average fell 11%. Yet I don't remember anyone telling me in early 2019 that the property prices in Sydney were crashing and that property prices were, were, were cheap. Right? And then, mind you, according to CoreLogic, prices in Sydney in 2019 rose by 5.3%, right? And they were on track to hit all-time record highs before COVID-19 you know, uh, uh, appeared. So the market fundamentals were very, very strong. However, that doesn't mean you can just go and buy anything. There are some properties and some areas you need to avoid. And if you've seen any of my past work, and uh, you'll know what I'm about to say, and that is you need to stay clear of off the plan units, all right? Now, especially there are some areas that you definitely wanna have on your no-go go list, and they, were, they are Rouse Hill or the north, and the northwest of Sydney, Gosford in the central coast, Docklands in Melbourne, Surface Paradise in Queensland, Parramatta in western Sydney. Why these areas in particular? I mean, I'm not saying they're the only areas to avoid, but these are definitely ones you wanna cross off it and not go to when you're looking at off-the-plan units. And the reason is because these areas will be heavily oversupplied in the next couple of years. Russell, for example, is going to see the number of units available triple in the next two years. And they've already got a problem with you know, record high vacancy rates today before the number of units triple in, in supply that's in a, and the number of units tripling in the next couple of years. Gosford on the Central Coast, well, that will see an increase of over 72.9% in supply. And again, Gosford is a market right now that's already slightly oversupplied. Parramatta will see an increase of 13%, but it's a market that's already oversupplied and the supply is, is gonna increase at a rate faster than demand. Now, you wanna really avoid these areas where all the supply is coming on board because we've seen it before and I expect we'll see it again 
you're going to see banks value these off the plan units when they come time to when they are completed when it comes time for you to settle they're going to value these units almost certainly at less than what you paid for them which is what they did back in 2017 and, and 2018 which caused a lot of investors some serious financial and emotional heartache for example if you buy an off the plan unit for say $820,000. But when it comes time to settle, which means the unit is now completed and you now need to take ownership of it, if the bank values that unit that you paid $820,000 for, if they value it for just $760,000, that's a $60,000 difference. And guess who's got to front up that $60,000? Guess who's got to find that $60,000 out of their back pocket? You do. And if you can't, You've got to walk away from the property, but you lose the deposit that you've already paid. As I said, we saw this time and time again, 2017, 2018, even 2019. For example, I think it was in late 2018, I spoke to a lady who had bought an off-the-plan unit near the airport in, in Sydney, and she'd paid $1.23 million. So she'd put her 10% deposit, which is $123,000. Yet, when it came time to settle, when the unit was complete, her bank valued the property at under a million dollars. Now remember, she paid 1.23 million. The bank valued for un at under a million dollars. So that's over $230,000 difference. So she had to come up with an extra $230,000 if you want to go through with that property. She didn't have that, that kind of money. So she had to walk away. But she also had to walk away from a 10% deposit, which was $123,000. Imagine putting up $123,000 of your hard-earned money or your equity from your home or an existing investment property, and then it's just going up in smoke and you get absolutely nothing for it. Well, that's exactly what this poor lady had to experience. I expect that you're going to see that again for many investors who buy off-the-plan units, especially in these oversupplied areas. Also, another type of investment that you want to avoid are those inner city unit uh, blocks, especially those, those large towers. They may already be built and, and available, but we're seeing prices drop quite dramatically uh, in, in those uh, apartment blocks in many of the inner city areas, and people are really struggling to get them rented, and banks are even looking to, to stay away. In fact, I think what you'll see now is that banks will start to be more selective in the areas and the types of properties that they want to, to, to lend on. Because remember, over the last several months, banks have offered all sorts of mortgage holidays, and as a result, that's impacted their bottom line. So now, they obviously want to look to increase uh, profits, but they don't want to increase risk at the, at the same, same time. So what are they going to do? I expect they'll do what they have done before, which is that they will focus more on, as I said, certain areas, certain types of dwellings. And I think in particular, you're going to see them focus more on uh, customers who want to refinance. Um, in fact, banks right now are giving you know, cash incentives uh, for, for many people if to, to refinance, number one. Uh, and they'll also look to buyers who are buying houses as opposed to apartments. And we saw this uh, back in 2015, 2016, when it was uh, Macquarie Bank who first came out uh, with a report saying these were suburbs that they thought were very risky. Now, what were these, these suburbs? Well, they include suburbs like Chatswood in, in Sydney, Docklands in Melbourne, and the Brisbane CBD. Interestingly, these are all suburbs that have a very high concentration of units. I think you'll see the same thing uh, uh, again. So suburb selection is going to be very important 
asset selection or the type of dwelling or property you're looking to buy is going to be very, very important. But one of the messages I really hope you take away is that our property market is once again proving to be robust like it was during the last recession we had to have back in the 90s when property prices dropped 4.9 or rather 4.4% uh, across the board on average uh, during the, the GFC when they dropped about 7.9% per uh, across, across the board. And mind you, all the, both these drops rather were followed by very fast upturns and I think you're going to see the same thing uh, again. So yes, banks are certainly changing their tune when it comes to uh, property in Australia. They're not expecting the market to, to crash. So if you're someone who is holding out, waiting for, for a bargain, uh, probably now is as good a time as, as, as ever, certainly over the coming, coming few months. Um, but they also expect that if there is any downturn, it's going to be very short-lived. It's going to be very, very mild and they're expecting the market to regain steam in 2021. But mind you, I expect that you will see that there are certain suburbs who yes, will suffer more, uh, like what I mentioned earlier on about the suburbs that are oversupplied, but there are some suburbs that will almost have zero downturn. They're gonna hold their value and they're the ones that are gonna rise the, the fastest. So as an investor right now, there is certainly more risk, but also more opportunity. More risk if you think you can invest without doing your research, think you can just buy something in the area that you know that's maybe risen before. I think there are certainly a lot of risks associated with that. But on the flip side, I think there is a lot of opportunity for the, for the smarter, more strategic investor, the investor who gets some professional help, who does their, their research, and who buys well. I think there's some great opportunities right now. But if you stick to the house market, if you look at suburbs with a very tight vacancy factor, because that's the other thing you really want to look at, there are many areas in Sydney and uh, Melbourne where rents are falling very, very quickly. In fact, rents are falling far more as a percentage than property prices are in many of the, these areas. So check that what the rentability is like, check the vacancy, factor and I think if you can do your research correctly the next few years could be the start of a great journey for you as a property in investor and you might look back at 2020 and 2021 as being the time when you really kick-started your property investing portfolio. Hey it's Nero here again and thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable and you think you might like my help to find an investment property then head on over to nerocall.com. That's Nero, N-I-R-O, call, C-A-L-L.com. Head over to nerocall.com to discover our unique five-step process that's now helped our private client group purchase well over $66.8 million worth of property. And then if you like what you see, you can book in for a property consult with me personally. Either way, Thanks again for listening.